The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey everyone, happy Monday and welcome back to another episode of Friend of a Friend. It's your host, Liv Perez. I hope you're all having an amazing start to your week, wherever you're listening from, doing your laundry, driving on your commute, I hope whatever it is that it's great. Today's episode, I have the incredible Gab Waller on the show to guide us through the coolest items for 2024. For those of you who haven't met Gab, I highly recommend going back through the Friend of a Friend feed all the way to early 2021, where I interviewed her right after she moved to Los Angeles to launch her personal shopping business. She has quickly become known as the woman who can find anything in the fashion space. Looking for that really cool Louis Vuitton trunk from the 1970s, looking for the new Chanel ballet flat that nobody can get their hands on? Well, Gab usually can. And it's why since our last conversation to now, she has truly become a household name in the fashion industry. She also now has a monthly Vogue column where she writes about the hottest finds and things that we should all be paying attention to in the fashion world. So I'm thrilled to have her on the show today to give us the rundown of what to look forward to in 2024. We talk about vintage items, new items, the hottest bags, shoes, and the brands to look out for this year. I hope you guys love the episode. I put together a little edit of some of her favorite things, and you can currently find that in my link in bio. So let's dive right in. Here's my conversation with my friend, Gab Waller. Hey, Gab. Hello. I'm so happy to be back here. I'm so happy to have you back. It's very, I feel like we have maybe under five alumni episodes. I'm so happy to be here. How's New Year's treating you? It's good. The year is off to a fast start. I had a little tiny vacation in December, but yeah, straight back into the swing of things and it's busy. Last time we spoke, you had just moved here, literally within the month of you moving. Oh my gosh, yeah. Give us like a two years in a minute. Like wow, your that's... business has just boomed hmm. and I feel like you were made for the U.S. Like you were made for the U.S. fashion market. I love that. That means so much to me. It's crazy to think that, yes, like a month after I came here, you so lovely invited me in. So I'm so grateful for that. But yeah, it's been a huge two years. I purchased a property. So didn't you just purchase your second? I have one in Australia. And and so this this is your second. second. Yes. So that was like my reinforcement of like, this is home. I really want to, you know, settle here. But I love it. Business is great. US is still like, well, definitely now my biggest market. And that was my aim to kind of one of my first initial goals when coming over, Australia was still in the lead. And I was like, no, I want the US to completely take over. But there's still, even as I say this, there's still so much to do here. So many areas and little cities that I want to dive into. So I feel like in a way, I'm still only getting started. Yes, I agree. I always like to ask at the beginning of the year when I'm you know, catching up with friends, especially people who I admire so much in business. Is there a resolution that you have this year for your business that you feel like you can realistically stick to? Oh, that's good. So I feel for me, I guess it's a little bit more business and personal related. I think there's like something I haven't really done before is like embracing a little bit more stillness in my life and the beauty in that and what can come from that. I think I'm constantly in this working a million miles an hour mode and that's amazing, but I really need to, like there's so much beauty in just like slowing down, taking a moment because so much happens in that, of course, for yourself, but even ideas that have come to me throughout the past month of just like, okay, I need to pause, 
and reflect and write and everything like that. So I think for my year ahead, I want a little bit more of that in my life. I think leaning into stillness and being able to embrace it and not be afraid of it, Mm -hmm. to me, is one of the greatest superpowers you can have. Mm -hmm. Because I think in today's world, we're so the necessity to constantly be going and staying busy feels like the goal you want to achieve. But I just had a similar experience where I'd say like from September to December of last year, I was really jam-packed. I was traveling every two weeks. I was doing projects when I was home. It was pretty intense. And, you know, it's like just the week of December 15th or whatever it is. And I'm scrambling. I'm getting everything done. I'm like dotting the I's and crossing the T's and answering all those emails. And then like December 23rd rolls around and it's quiet and I have nothing going on. And I'm like home. And all of these ideas just came flowing out. Like I was in my notebook writing all these ideas, but it was really such a good lesson for me in being like, you can't have those big ideas when you're in the weeds every day and you don't have the time to zoom out and look Mm -hmm. big picture. You just don't have that. Yeah. It's you're not your brain, at least my brain can't function in both. I need to allow time for the micro and the macro. Definitely. That is probably my been my biggest epiphany moment, if you want to call it that. Of, of late because it's so, so true. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah. Okay, more stillness in 2024. Yes. I love it. <laughs> yes. I was thinking about you top of the year because, of course, at the beginning of every year, I start to think about what are those really unique items that are just going to blow up this year? Yeah. And I think what's been really interesting in the past few years, last year especially, there were a lot of vintage items that came mm. back, even like the Gucci horse bit bag. I was about to say. Like yes, there are just so exactly. many moments and being able to sit down and see that and then also kind of predict new items, I think is so much fun. And it's an episode I always love to do at the top of the year, thinking through what are these items, one, that everybody should mm-hmm. have or aspire to have in their closet and two, just kind of being able to trend track a little bit. So yes. of course you were the first person that came to mind when I was like, who's going to help me do this episode and bounce ideas off of and really inform us of what's new and cool. And you always have your finger on the pulse. I love following you on Instagram because you're always like incoming in the hundreds, (laughs) like out all of a sudden out of nowhere. Everybody wants this bag. So here we go. So I love your point of view, love your business. And I'm Mm. very excited to hear what you think is trending and cool. Amazing. So one thing that jumps to mind immediately is one to watch. And I am already seeing the request come through, but I anticipate for that to increase even more is Gucci. So new creative director, the first collection coming, I think it's going to create a whole new market for Gucci and perhaps customers or clients that may have previously not been a Gucci girl are going to lean into that. So I really see that popping off this year. I'm really curious about that one because I think it's really fascinating. There are like two different Gucci demographics to me. Mm -hmm. There's like the Gucci Tom Ford era that feels very sleek, very sexy, the mini, mini skirt. And then there's Alessandra McKelly's Gucci, which is like very fun Mm -hmm. and creative and out of the box and playful. And those are two really different demos. And I think now they're kind of trying to find that marriage. But I'm very curious to see this year the accessories they put out and how that marriage will be reflected in those pieces. I agree. I think it's going to be very interesting. I I think it's going to be positive, though. I think it's going to be in terms of from a sales perspective, I think they're going to do very well. 
Well, I think the pieces, at least in the last collection, felt a little bit more wearable. Yes. And not to say that Alessandro's Gucci wasn't wearable. Yeah. I just think that this still, this new collection still holds kind of that Gucci iconography, but at yeah. least opens it up a little bit more mm-hmm. for a bigger demographic. Yes. Like, it was really cool. And I, I every look I was like, okay, I could totally see myself in this versus prior collections that felt very glamorous and over the top. I agree. There's more wearable everyday pieces in this collection. I agree. And I think we're going to see a lot of that in the year ahead. I think, you know, based off the past year of the brands like the Rowan Kate really taking off, wearability is like front of mind for a lot of designers. What do you think about the horse bit? I feel like the horse bit didn't hit as hard as they wanted it to. You know, it didn't. And I, gosh, was I surprised? I don't know. I really wanted it to. I love that bag. Yeah. I don't know. I think maybe because the original is still semi-attainable, maybe the vintage, like the desire to have the original is a little bit more higher. But even, you know, as I've been doing like my Vogue columns and things like that, I've, you know, been tracking like, is this still available? I'm surprised it's not sold out. But on that note, one that I was going to mention for the year ahead is Louis Vuitton just released their latest collection. And the way they've incorporated their OG original vintage styles is so interesting because it's very similar to Gucci reinventing the horse bit. They've completely reintroduced their entire denim collection. So all the vintage styles from Louis Vuitton that are still very heavily on the vintage market, they've put them back out and they've also brought out, there was the original croissant bag. Oh, yes. So they've brought that out in like a new and reinvented style. So it seems these brands are taking note of these designs, are taking note of how successful some of their original styles are and then reinventing them in a whole new way. I mean, it's interesting. This conversation just made me think about the horse bit and the Fendi Begat are so similar in shape. It's like, what makes that different? Like, what is it about the Fendi Begat that it's allowed itself to reinvent over and over and over and over again. Like, I feel like the Fendi Baguette is one of those bags that is eternal, evergreen. And just every year it gets reinvented with like a new pattern or a print that you either want from archive or something new. This is so true. It's never going anywhere. I I wore mine last night and I love it. And it's one of my favorite pieces in my closet. Yes, that is honestly so, so true. That is a bag that, yeah, it's not going anywhere. I think as a brand, a heritage brand that's existed Mm -hmm. for so long, the key there is like finding that iconic style and just continuing to like inject new juice into it, but not changing it. Yes. Like just keep it. If, if it works, if it's not broken, don't fix That's it. That's true. The yeah. classic saying. I agree. I feel like there are so many bags that I've seen lately that have I actually now that I think about it, they're all new bags of last year, mm-hmm. but they're strong. Like I feel like these bags are going to continue on. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on the Bottega Andiamo bag? Oh, great question. So I actually was just writing about this bag within the past like 48 hours for Vogue. Okay. The Yes, I think it's fantastic investment. I think it's 100% worth the price. I think it's an amazing everyday tote bag. All for it, in particular, the pink, which is currently sold out. So if you want that color, you may have to DM me. Well, Gab. Yes, but I'm all for it. I think it's an excellent bag. We have to debunk this because okay. when that bag first came out, I don't know if you saw on TikTok, Bethany Frankel got on her TikTok after she got the bag yes. and was like, this is a piece of shit. She was like literally opening it up. She was like, this is a bag that I could get from like wherever the quality is really bad. She was like, I can't fit anything in here. 
But so what's your rebuttal to the Bethany Frankel? Because I agree with you. Like, yes. I, I think it's a beautiful bag. Yes. In all the sizes and like totally worth it. But I yes. knew so many people who were actually heavily influenced by what she had to say about it. That's so interesting. Yeah. I have not watched the TikToks. So I okay. need to go and watch that I got to send it to you now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I just think it's hard to fathom that Bottega Veneta wouldn't have, you know, quality at the forefront. Like that is what they are known for. I genuinely think that it is worth it. It's such, it's iconic Bottega Veneta. And I think that's something that too comes into consideration with your handbag because it is the biggest item in your wardrobe that is somewhat of a like a status symbol, if that's the right. word, because you know what designer that is. And a lot of people may purchase a particular item based off the, you know, what they want to, how they want to demonstrate their style and things like that. So I just think it's it's an understated, beautiful, timeless bag. And I'm all for it. I'm all for it too. Yeah. I mean, Bottega to me has always had such incredible bags. Yeah. I think in its first, when it first really blew up and like the cassette bag, yeah. that era wasn't my favorite. Mm. I wasn't I, I wasn't jumping at the bit for those. Mm -hmm. This era feels really sleek, really everyday. Even yeah. just their, their like beautiful, I think it's the Arco tote that they yes. have. Yes. Even just that for travel. Like there are multiple bags that I feel like from Bottega right now are in the rotation of what people are loving. Yeah. I don't know the formal name for it, but I have seen the giant oversized woven shoulder bag. Mm -hmm. Oh, the, like the hop, I think it's called. Yeah. Is it the, yes. The big one. Yes. I, I think in the past week, I've seen it maybe five or six times on my Instagram and Huge. different different categories of people. My friend who's a mom in LA, my friend yeah. who's an influencer. I saw it on a celebrity. Yeah. It's slowly making its way. 100%. That bag. And again, I think it's because it's one of their originals. Like they've had that bag. It's in the vintage market and it has been Dated. There's a great vintage seller. His name is Gabriel, actually. He has a boutique brand called Break Archive, and he constantly posts those like more vintage Bottega Veneta, and they always sell out. So it's like the younger generation is jumping on it. Like it, it just every market is a great demographic for that handbag. So my best friend's mom lives in Michigan, and she will call me once every maybe six months or so mm -hmm. and say, Olivia. What's the it bag that I need right now? Yeah. What are you telling her? Oh, I'm my mind immediately goes to the row. And as of right now, it's the Margot. Okay. Yes. I love that bag. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. And again, comes in multiple sizes, depending on what you're after. If you're more a tote, I would go the 15 size if like it's for an everyday. If you're wanting more of a chic little evening style to, you know, with your outfit, I'd go the 10 size. But it's beautiful. Also comes in suede. The chocolate suede and the burgundy have been my most requested colorways. Wow. Yes. Love that. I love that those colors are persevering past fall. Because I That's feel like true. they only ever happen in the fall. And I'm like, but I <laughs> I have a burgundy Laura Piana bag that I love to wear all the time. Yes. And it even looks great in the summer with like a cream dress. It's funny. I was with a friend at the gym the other day and she had asked me what I was wearing to something. And I was like, oh, this beautiful white dress. And she was like, you still wear white after Labor Day? Oh. And I just feel like there are these like archaic rules in fashion mm. that we like stick to certain colors certain times and wear certain things. And I'm 2024 is the year I break those. I'm wearing whatever I want when I want. If, you, if you're going to see me in all chocolate in the summer, don't come for me. Just love my outfit. Like, that's it. No, that is, I actually have to adopt that because that's so spot on. Yeah. The fact that we go to different colors in different seasons. It's like, weird. You're right. I want to wear chocolate suede yeah. in summer. Speaking of one other, if I can give a second option for it Please bag. Please do. 
L19. That was going to oh. be like, you want to know what my recommendation is? It's the L19. Oh my gosh. Laura Piana extra pocket bag. Mm-hmm. I was wearing it last night. I have it in an emerald green. My most beloved, most worn bag of 2023 is Laura Piana L19. And like it's just, it's such a good bag. It's so functional. Mm-hmm. It's soft. It's great for every day. It's very elevated and yeah. chic. And I love the size variety too. Yes. I agree. It's stunning. I'm all for it. And honestly, it is the hottest bag to get. Sells out immediately. Anytime yes. I'm offered one, I'm like, yes, absolutely. I'm dying for like a saddle one. Oh my god, Dying for a saddle one. I just absolutely love that bag. Yeah. I put I it on my gift guide at the end of last oh. year because I was like, if you are splurging on a gift, like yes. this, is the, this is the gift to give. For those of you who haven't seen the L19, it's like a rounded rectangular bag mm-hmm. from Laura Piana. I kind of compare it to like a makeup case. Yeah. It's like a really functional, soft makeup case. You can either hold it on the handle or there's a strap that goes Mm -hmm. around. And like, I've worn this bag everywhere. I've worn it like on a carpet. I wore it to Disneyland because it was like so functional. (laughs) Like, it's just such a good bag. It's definitely a splurge. I think they're like 2,500. I think so. Yes. Worth every penny. This bag is it. I love that. This bag is it. I want to move to shoes a little bit. Yeah. You're in ballet flats right now. I'm in ballet flats 90% of the time at this point. And it's so funny because if you asked me two years ago if I would be wearing a ballet flat, I'd be like, absolutely not. Like, this is not J. Crew 2010. Like, what are you talking about? Like, not doing that. I live for a ballet flat now. Mm -hmm. My most worn shoes are my Chanel ballet flat and a vintage pair of Bottega Veneta flats that I found on The Real Real that have like literally like tiny, tiny heels. So it gives me like a little oomph. And it has like the beautiful Bottega weaving at the front. But I live in them. Yeah. And I would love to hear your thoughts on if you think that's going to persevere this year. Obviously, last year made really big. Obviously, yeah. Sophia Ritchie giving Chanel an even major boost with the ballet yes. flats. Like, am I wearing Chanel ballet flats at my wedding? I, I think so. I think so. Yes. I'm going to vouch that you will be. Yeah. I definitely don't see them going anywhere. Yeah. I really feel and it's so funny you say that because I'm also the exact same thought process with ballet flats in general like should they've been around forever Chanel ballet flats never would have been on my mind as a purchase until last year I think well yeah, the dad sandal was really the, the, See, thing. the like, thing yes but I think it's a really like it's such a good case study and like mm. how the pendulum of fashion swings like the dad it's sandal true. made sense for you know the rise of streetwear mm. and a little bit more of I would say like an editorial moment. Now yes. we're in this like quiet luxury area where people really want to wear things. Yeah. I, I'm try- again, I'm trying to move past saying quiet luxury. It, really good everyday <laughs> ascent. Lot. I can't. It's like, <laughs> I, 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 to me, I just, because I'm someone who loves to get dressed up. Yeah. Like I love it. It makes me happy. Even now, like I'm in a shirt with really fun shoulders and yes. I just love that point of difference. Mm-hmm. And I think with the rise of quiet luxury, it really took that away. It was yeah. like, very streamlined, beautiful, elegant, everyday pieces. Yes. I'm trying to get somewhere in the middle. I'm trying to find, <laughs> like find that. that. Yes, definitely. I can say that the Alaya Fishnet Ballerinas were my most sold item of 2023. I'm so shocked by that because it's that's a niche product. Very like, much. Like, I so. love fashion and mm-hmm. I won't get those. <laughs> I won't get them. And it's been so fascinating to me because if we were having this conversation a year ago and you were like, what's what's your thoughts on the year ahead? Like, do you think these are like, if you pointed out that specific style, I would have said, no, like I don't see that popping off. It popped off every region, every, you know, a multitude of clients from younger generation to older generation. Like every client wanted these 
shoes. And it's really interesting to me because obviously they are more of a summer style. You would tend to wear them in the summer. And so we saw them really pop off in the US here in the summer. And then because I have a lot of clients in Australia, it's like the trickle down effects. Okay. They, you know, it slowed down a little bit and then boom, Australia summer hits and like suddenly the rise happens again. Unreal. Yeah. So. The only thing that I, I, it was interesting to see those come out because I was like, that is, I cannot see myself wearing that ever. It kind of looks like I'm like collecting sweat in there. <laughs> By the way, if you guys are confused about what we're talking about, we're talking about like the mesh ballet flat that has like the lining around it and you can mm-hmm. like see your toes. Exactly. Yes. First of all, guys, like hide your toes. Like those go for a lot of money on the internet these days. We're just really giving them away in the, in the Alaya fishnet things. But it was, you know, I didn't love that, but I did love the Kate iteration of it, which was the mule with the rhinestones. Yes. Like I, I just wasn't a big fan of like that mesh moment, but I think Kate did it in a way that felt approachable to me. I agree. Yes. But I'm so shocked that those made it. I, I, I'm shocked. And to be honest, I mean, they're not going anywhere anytime soon. They're coming yeah. out in the beige, which wow. I also think is going to pop off. And they also did the the black leather with the metallic kind of balls all over. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yes. They're like studded. rhinestone studded. There yeah. We go. Exactly. So I would say they were a mix of demand on both, but the fishnet certainly took the rise. I agree with the Kate, the Marcy, beautiful, the rhinestone. Beautiful. <laughs> we all need that. We all shoe. need that too. It's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. With anything, like, just can do no wrong. But they're bringing out an embroidered flower style in it. Oh, that's like cute. in a new colorway. Really cute. Okay. Really cute. I think they've done a great job in the past like two years, really bringing in these incredible accessories that mm-hmm. feel accessible and cool and different. Yeah. I, I feel like every time I'm on a plane, I see a big Elia tote. Oh, like they're just, they've done yeah. a good job. And on last week's episode, I was talking about kind of a similar thing with Victoria Beckham, where mm-hmm. maybe not a lot of people are reaching for the ready to wear, but mm-hmm. the brand really like popped off in accessories. Accessories mm-hmm. can make your brand. I agree. Completely. Yes. And it almost, it introduces the consumer to the brand. And then once, once you've got yes. them, you're like, hey, here's our ready to wear line. And you kind of buy into a few more different categories. But I, I genuinely think if you can yeah, kill it with the accessories and it's also often the best priced item. So it's like that entry, entry point. point. Exactly. Yeah. It's always so, good. Yeah. Okay. More casual shoes. Yes. Is the Samba going to survive 2024? Oh, that's a great question. I hope so because I've got a lot of pairs. And I Me too. I love, all of a sudden I have like six colors and I'm like, what? It's the same thing that happened with the Nike Dunks. Yeah. But it's funny. It's the same thing that we're talking about with the, from the Chanel Dad Sandal to the Chanel Ballet yes. Flat is the Nike Dunk to the Samba. It's, it's sleeker. It's more refined. Yeah. Subtle, yeah. not as clunky of a shoe. Mm-hmm. It's a funny shift. Yes. I I think that they're going to survive this year. I feel like maybe the different colorways will keep it alive this year. I hope so. I also think it's smart if they keep doing the collaboration. Yeah, the Wales Bonner one was very good. Really good. Yeah. Yes. I caved. I got a pair. Haven't worn them yet. They're Ooh. in my cupboard. But I, I think that if they if they keep, even if it's just a couple throughout the year, the demand, the desire to want them will still be there. I saw someone wearing just an all neutral cream pair the other day where like the shoe was literally a solid color. And I feel like I haven't really seen a lot of that and I loved it. Sneakers have been tricky for me in the past few years in my style because they feel very chunky. Mm. And that all white neutral pair I think is going to be an instant add to my closet this year because again, it is a very neutral, subtle, sleek way to wear sneakers. I agree. I agree. They are probably those and my just like my all white Chanel's 
are the only sneakers I currently wear for like everyday wear. You and Morgan Stewart really <laughs> loving the all white shoes. She posts about them all the time yes. and says they were her best investment. She wears them every day. I love that. Yeah, she's she's a big fan of those. I just, what's your, I'm just curious while we're like talking about trends. Do we think bows are going to stay throughout the year? So we talked about this on the pod last week okay. and I, you know, at first I didn't think much of the bows. I just thought it was a cutesy TikTok thing that was like, mm-hmm that came from all the filters that were using bows. Mm-hmm. But then I, I read this article on Business of Fashion and kind of understood the context of bows a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. And at the same time of reading that, I was on Instagram and seeing a lot of my friends' resolutions. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them, there was one line in at least like five of my friends' resolutions that hit me. And it was soft feminine energy. I read that as well. I saw it. Yes. And like, I I can't even tell you how many of my friends. And you know, I I think it's, I think it's a result of the bows. And because of that, I'm here for it. Yeah. Like, I do love that that is something that people are, that that women in our lives are aspiring to feel more of and lean into that soft energy, especially after like the past decade of a little bit more, I would say, of an intense girl boss era. I agree. And if, if that means the bows stay, I'm cool with it. I like that. Yeah, I, I, I do. really, really like that. I don't think we need to go as crazy as we have been with like the holiday stuff, but I would <laughs> yes. love to see it. Like I love an, like a bow, like a diamond bow earring. Yeah. I love it maybe at like the center of like the chest of a shirt. Yeah. I like it a little more subtle. Yeah. What about you? I love that and I completely agree. The reason why I also think it is... I I genuinely don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. And I do like what you mentioned. I, I think I read that same article, Business of Fashion, like to get that understanding, that context of, yeah, what does this mean? It has a bit more of a deeper meaning, but one shoe it kind of goes back to your original question about the holidays and everything. The Valentino bow mules popping off. Wow. I couldn't like almost like one of my biggest viral photos on my Instagram from the past year of like reshares and everything like yeah. that. A great seller. And I think too, obviously, you know, what also creates desire always is, you know, anything that's unattainable or a little bit harder to get. But it was a couture style. So they didn't release them online. They only released them in stores, only in select stores. So they were limited to begin with that's the recipe for a pop-off oh that is the <laughs> that's like, how if you it can happens just add all of those in you've got to hit pace love that okay, yes, good to know your head um, i'm excited to see what the evolution of that is too yeah. i feel like even the shirt i'm wearing now is not something i feel like i maybe would wear normally but mm-hmm. i just kind of feel inspired by more feminine fashion right I now love that. whether it's like ruffles or collars mm-hmm. or bows I just feel very drawn to it and inspired by it. And it makes me feel really pretty. I and I I wake up every day and like dress for how I want to feel. I, w- yes. I have a really hard time when people say to me, like, how would you describe your style? Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> it's totally mood driven. Like mm. if I wake up one, one day and want to wear all black, so be it. If yes. I wake up one day and want to wear a ruffly sleeve, I will. Yes. It's very mood-based. So I'm down with the soft feminine energy for 2024. I love that. So am I. Yeah. I'm going to embrace that. I want to talk about a few brands that you think are maybe going to have a moment this year. Okay. I have been thinking about a few that, I mean, obviously, Phoebe Philo, I'm sure, has yes. been huge for you. Talk mm-hmm. to me a little bit about your thoughts there. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm really interested to see how that continues to go throughout the year ahead. Definitely, speaking of accessories, they were an immediate hit. So her sunglasses, sunglasses. wiped. Which is, I mean, she really went for it. She was like, I'm outpricing all of you and I'm going for it in terms of aesthetic. Yeah. 
I always thought she'd maybe go for a little bit something sleeker, but she really went for these like bold, interesting yeah. pieces. Yeah. I was curious to see how it would land. I agree. And I think prior to the launch, I don't even remember how this came around, but I did hear like the price point is going to be high. So I was almost, yeah, prepared for that. But even just over the past weekend, I jumped on the website to have a little look. The handbags are all sitting there. Yeah. So, hmm. Flash sales? Maybe Philo Flash yeah. sales? <laughs> Please, Could you imagine yes to that? I think, I mean, sample sale TikTok is really a place. Oh, really, really popping yes. off these days. I just read another business of fashion article about it. I lived in New York for a long time, but I was there for college, 2012 to 2016, which was like yeah. st- we were still like end of the hills, peak Teen Vogue years. Sample sales were like these like really cool things you would wait in line for, and no one really knew about them. You had to hear about them through word of mouth. So now that there's like sample sale TikTok. I, mean, I haven't maybe jumped. just do us a favor. Yeah. <laughs> Please do that. I have the road, does it? That's true, which is very I guess surprising for the road. You yeah. you you've been blessed on this planet if you make your way to a, a row sample sale. Oh, maybe that can be on my vision board for the year ahead. Perfect. I, I love need it. to attend one of those. But yeah, Phoebe Fan, I do think her accessories will continue to do well. And the ready to wear, I think it's just one to watch. I think it is hard also because for me, a lot of her pieces are styles that you really need to try on to gauge sizing and how they will look. I'm ready for that. Yes. Mm, love it. Yeah. The only other one that kind of jumps to mind as we're speaking because I'm just loving seeing the rise of it is Ferragamo. Oh, yes. Yeah. Really good. Really, really, really He's good. doing such a great job. Max Million Davis has had, mm. what, a year and a half there and I yeah. think has completely transformed the brand. I agree. It's so sleek, so beautiful, so feminine. Agreed. I'm hoping and excited to see more requests come through for them because it is at this present time, even though it's trending and it's, you know, it's really picking up, it is still typically available. So it'll be really interesting to see if maybe there'll be a particular bag or a particular shoe that he comes out with. And it's just like, that's the one. Totally. So last year reported that Miu Miu was the brand of the year. Mm -hmm. What do you think it's going to be this year? Oh, that's a great question. Brand of the year for the year ahead. I am going to say, honestly, my mind potentially goes to Gucci. Wow. Only because, A, I think this new designer coming in and like completely reinventing it, I think it's going to open up a floodgate of a new potential, like a new market. For example, I have never personally been too much of a Gucci girl. But suddenly I'm really drawn to them. And number two, I mean, the fact that they just dressed Taylor. On the red carpet, on the carpet at the Golden Globes. I mean, something's going on there. And so. in something that felt very reminiscent of the Tom Ford Gucci days. But yes. also still relevant. The bright green still felt like it had yes. the codes of current day yes. Gucci. It, it's cool. It's different. I really like what they're doing. Same. And on that, if I could do a runner up, I almost think like Mimi could be in the running again. Yeah. Like I, they could be. Like they are just... Uh, just their transformation since I started this business of five years ago and to see, oh my gosh, the demand that I've just like constantly increased. I wouldn't be surprised if they take the win. It's so good. Oh, the ready to wear too. Like I am like just dress me in full head to toe Mew Mew. Last year over the summer, there was that black tank dress that just said like Mew Mew at the front. And I'm like, oh. never thought a black tank long dress would have me in a chokehold, but it yeah. did. <laughs> It's good. Yes. So I think those two definitely, if we want to put a third place, I mean, I'm I'm definitely loving and keeping a very close eye on Loewe. I still think they're, you know, they were anticipated for last year. I know they dressed Beyonce, like 
down the rabbit hole tour. So I I just think they're also very onto it. Their squeeze bag was a great hit. I walked past it the other day on Rodeo and like had to stop, turn, look, and be like, it's okay. Yeah. Soon, soon. <laughs> the new colors, the new sizes. New yep. That bag's an A+. Plus. Yep. It's an A+. Plus. I agree. It's a great, great, great bag. I might have to. I agree. Might be my next buy. I love that. Yeah. Which color would you get? I really need like a good saddle brown bag. I'm loving like that brown one that they have. The yeah. mustard yellow is so good too. I agree. They just, it really hits. It does. Yeah. It it's really a does. a great shape. I love the squeeze. If there's one item right now that you would want, yeah. what is it? I mean, I know I sound like a bit of a broken record. I'm going to say the Margot, but in a new color. Great. I just got the chocolate brown suede. Love consistency. So I, and that was the 15. So I potentially would go... The 10 cents only because my focus with my shopping is always like, I do tend to think a lot of like cost per wear. Like how many times am I going to wear this? Girl math. Girl math. You have to. Exactly, 100%. Every time I'm wearing it, if it's $2, hell yeah. Hell yeah, like a thousand percent. So when I think of the market, I'm like, I'm sorry, but I'm going to wear that a thousand times plus. So it's worth every cent to me. I like that you are going back to a bag that you already have in a different color. I think a lot of people stay away from that and are like, but I already have that bag. Mm. And I just did that with the YSL Manhattan bag. I have the medium color in the two-tone, like cream and black. And I was in the store and I saw the mini in black and I almost didn't buy it because I was like, but you have this medium Mm. one. But it's such a good bag in my closet. Like, I wear it every day. Yeah. It's so classic. It's so sleek. The design is amazing. Yeah. I'm so happy I got the black one because now I'm wearing them frequently. If it's a silhouette and shape you like and works with your wardrobe, exactly. lean into that. Yes. If it's working, That's get more. It. Get all of them. Get every color. <laughs> me me in five years with like 10 Loewe squeezes. I was about to say. <laughs> I have a full collection. collection. Yeah, this was so fun. Aww, I love I learning from you and hearing what's cool out in the, there in the world. I'm also so proud of you. Aww, Two years later, you've you. got a property. Aww. You're a Vogue columnist. It's just been amazing to see your growth. And I always love having you on. Thank you so much. Of Thank course. you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Friend of a Friend. Before you go, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and at tiermedia.com. And for more behind the scenes of the show, visit us at friendofafriend.us and follow me at Liv Perez on Instagram. Don't forget the two Vs. See you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.